Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You ever go to the beach and just sit out there, look at the ocean and think how far it goes? That's a natural one, right? How about how deep it goes. You swim out a ways, what if you kept going? And going and going and going. How far down under your kicking feet, treading that water? And what's under there? Sharks and whales and dolphins, yeah. But what's under them if you kept going and going and going? I've got questions. How deep is the ocean? That's our topic today. The answer is way deep or very or lots of depth. And you always hear that comparison. We know more about the moon than we do the deepest parts of our own planet. We have explored a lot more since that phrase started getting kicked around. So let's figure out some of where we are with our guest. Who are you? And what does it say on the business card? My name is Charlotte Seed. I am the collection manager for the Benthic Invertebrate Collection at Scripps Institution of Oceanography at the University of California, San Diego. This means I am essentially the librarian of pickled sea creatures, which I think is the best job in the world. This has already taken a left turn. I have a collection of 66,000-ish jars of preserved specimens. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop you there because what does a 66,000-strong sea creature library look like? In a lot of shelves in a basement. (laughs) If you find yourself in San Diego, I'd be more than happy to give you a tour. Museums around the world do this. Uh, Space is, of course, at a premium, so we've got them stacked very closely. They wheel around each other. They can compact like old libraries. And these are like crab-looking creatures? They're what? Some of everything. We've got all the crab-looking things you could want. Worms, more than you ever wanted to know. Everyone loves octopuses and their cephalopod friends. The list goes on. I do love octopuses, and it is that. It's not octopi, okay? But let's get to our question of the day before I get even more sidetracked on sea creature libraries. Ocean depth. First thing to know is what? This is like dynamic. I mean, pull up Google Earth, you can see some of it, but it's like flying in a plane. Yeah, you see valleys, you see mountains. It's the same thing here. It's just all that stuff is underwater. Right. I love that analogy because it's exactly true. Sea mounts are the underwater mountains, uh, which in many cases are a continuation of the volcanic ranges we have on land. If you could drain away the water, it would actually continue the patterns you could fly right over and understand the geological continuity, which I think is absolutely beautiful. Uh, We do have flat fields, abyssal plains. We have canyons, dramatic features like hydrothermal vents. So like the geysers and the yellowstones of the deep sea, all of the above. Love that. Can you sort of take us on a trip lower and lower and lower? Like where do we lose the light? Where can the whales go? Who's down to the very deep spots? Sure. So light is a big one. We are visual creatures. Usually light goes around 200 meters deep, more or less, depending on which part of the ocean. But that's important for creatures that rely on photosynthesis, algae, and that part of the food chain. You mentioned whales, submersibles, other creatures such as nautilus might be limited by the gas spaces inside them. So anything with the gas space will have an implosion depth. Which is just like it sounds. You go too deep, too much pressure, you crumple. 
is not good. So, right, that's a matter of math, but anything with gas is going to be worried about pressure. It's not an issue for so many marine invertebrates with no gas spaces, or that's how creatures like amphipods, these little shrimp-like crustaceans, can live in the very deepest zones. My specialty for invertebrates, the bottom. If we're doing power rankings, a diver suit can beat a swimmer, a navy sub can beat the diving suit, a sperm whale can beat the navy sub, and one of those specially built deep sea submersibles, well, those win. We'll get more on those later. Also, I realize we haven't actually talked numbers, so let's do that. Average depth across the planet, the average, the named oceans, all that water, 3.7 kilometers or 2.3 miles. That's your average. The Titanic actually sits about average. You want to go really deep? You go to certain spots. Right. We're talking about trenches. So uh, you alluded to Challenger Deep in the Mariana Trench at 10,935 meters. So that's almost 6.8 miles down. It's out near Guam. So that's the deepest point. The one that inspires a lot of awe and enthusiasm being deeper than Mount Everest is tall. Pause and repeat for maximal effect. You take Everest, you stick it down there, the peak is still underwater by a mile. Or another way to say that is you grab Everest and you flip it over and you stuck it in there. It's not going to touch the bottom. Visualize. First time anybody went, 1960. Don Walsh and Jacques Picard. Then James Cameron in 2012. Large span, and yes, it was that James Cameron, the movie guy. And then since 2019, explorer Victor Vescovo has been taking people down. Well, I think it's amazing to say that uh, dozens of people have been to the Mariana Trench now. Thanks largely to efforts in the past few years, uh, Victor Vescovo's outfit took many people, including astronauts, people of different backgrounds, connections to uh, previous deep sea exploration. Well, we're up to 27 people now. And what is down there besides perpetual darkness? Uh, well, I'm lucky to have some samples in my own collection here at Scripps from Challenger Deep. In this case, these are amphipods shrimp-like crustaceans that are important scavengers. You kind of have to be, huh? Some of these guys, bigger than you'd think. There are also some sea cucumber things and like a giant amoeba that lives there. You go higher, that's when you get all sorts of those terrifying nightmare fish and sharks you've seen with the crazy teeth and the black eyes because they're blind. So what's the point in seeing when it's that dark anyway? They live higher, but still super deep. And although I've termed them nightmare fish, and you can decide for yourself, here's your Google assignment. Put in deep sea fish and then go to one of the Wikipedia pages, start clicking around. The humpback anglerfish is pretty famous. This is the one where everybody says it's got a light bulb on its head. It's kind of one of those bioluminescent lures to attract prey. That one's kind of famous. But if you flip it all on its head for a second, look at it from the other direction, maybe they look at us and go, what are you doing here? We are the oddities down there. There's nothing strange or alien about these creatures living in their homes. <laughs> We're the alien invaders. <laughs> We're the ones that can't even breathe water. So you find all that stuff as you go very, very deep. There is something else you can find at the very bottom. People have found plastics, unfortunately, in these deepest parts of the oceans. Uh, people have found cables left over from other ocean exploration machines. So, of course, I'm interested in the biodiversity, but there are human impacts as well. We are running out of time, but one more thing. A lot of the life down past where the light disappears is around those events we mentioned earlier. It's like a hot spring for us. And down there, mineral rich. And one thing happened where you were exploring and you found a fish. Yeah? Like a new one? The fish's name is Pyrolycus 
Hako. Pyrolycus, the genus name, it means fire wolf, uh, which is a little dramatic for this pink gummy thing. Kind of looks like an eel, and it's making a pouty face. That's how they described it. And I bring it up to say we are still finding things. There is a lot down there that we don't have a clue about. So this is just one of dozens and dozens of new species from uh, these environments. Uh, the public loves this adorable pink fish with its beady eyes, and I love it too. But I was also uh, involved in the discovery of dozens of worms and crabs, and nothing has gotten as much attention as this one adorable pink fish. I'm happy for the fish to be a poster child, uh, but it's only one example. You're like, somebody pay attention to these worms, please. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Someone please give the worms their credit. We didn't know they existed before. That'll do it for today. Send me more questions. I've got questions at odyssey.com. Nothing next week. Vacation for me. But back after that, we'll do a deep dive on something else. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.